Hello ladies and gentlemen I am Vipul and welcome back to another episode of the Indian Guy podcast In this podcast I am going to talk about how you as a working professional can and in my opinion should manage your finances Now I want to clarify up front that I am not a financial advisor of any kind I am a working professional just like you with a humble background who was born in a lower middle class family My parents both working class professionals struggled throughout their lives and with whatever little understanding of finance they had saved up enough money to provide me with an opportunity to go for a master's degree from the UK Now we still couldn't afford the high fee of the university so I took a student loan for 70% of that amount Fast forward several years I am completely debt free have saved enough money for the rainy day and at the same time I'm able to enjoy my life I'm saying this because I'm not all about savings. I like enjoying my life as well. What's the point of earning money if all you do is save, right? This episode is catered for beginner level or new professionals. So if you are an expert in investing or managing personal finance, feel free to drop off. But for the rest of you who are in the same boat as I was, listen till the end as I'm going to share the tools on how to plan your finances to live a debt-free life where you have saved enough money that acts as a runway for a rainy day or for a business idea that you want to try out keep listening and catch you on the other side so i completed my engineering back in 2011 Getting a job as a fresher from a tier 2 university was an uphill battle but somehow I managed to land a job now immediately as a young person who started working and became a bit independent I wanted to enjoy my life nothing wrong with that but I made some stupid mistakes and made some stupid decisions at the time I got into a habit of partying too much spending money recklessly on gadgets that I didn't need or added any value to my life but that's all right most of us go through that phase In 2012 I changed my job and had roughly about 2000 rupees saved from the previous job. In the second job things got even worse. I spent more money than I was earning because I had developed a mindset that people considered you cool if you had the latest gadgets, went out every night, spent money on things that you actually don't need. In February 2013 I got the news that the company is going under and the team I was working for is going to be dissolved. A few of us would be laid off and i made the cut so i started planning for my further studies because that was the only option left with me as i did not like the field that i was working in i consider myself a reasonably intelligent person but i don't do well in the competitive exams so i decided to pursue the path that let me study what i want rather than being dictated by competition what i have to learn and from where Now why am I spending time narrating my story from 2011 and 12 when the episode is about personal finance because I want to tell you how bad I was in managing personal finances So this office where I was let go was in Gurgaon and I had to go there to collect my experience certificate I would have traveled in metro or a bus but I got a call from a lady friend of mine who I had a crush on who wanted to catch up as well So I said yes to catching up with her without thinking about the fact that I could not afford it. Long story short, I only had 67 rupees in my bank account, approximately 150 rupees in cash, and I could not ask my parents for money as well because they had paid a huge fee towards my admission in the UK. At that point I decided I'm not going to let this happen again. This is how bad I was with my personal finances. 
But once I started studying in the UK, I got into a habit of saving money which I earned from my part-time job. It was during that phase of my life that I learned how stupid it is to live beyond your means. This thing was imposed on me as I did not have a credit card or my parents backing me up to support my living beyond the means lifestyle. Although I learned it the hard way, but it was working for me. Fortunately, my master's dissertation was a project with Richard Branson's company Virgin Money, which sold financial products. So I learned a lot about different types of financial products from that project. I started reading books and started following financial advisors on YouTube as well. I moved back to India in the year 2015 to work in a startup with my friend. The best thing I did during that time was the money that I had been saving since I was in the UK from my part-time job and my full-time job. I decided to use that to pay off my student loan. There was a huge interest on that and it didn't make any sense to pay that extra amount as interest when I have the money in the bank. I paid off the loan and became debt free. So here is your first lesson. If you have a student loan on you, put aside everything else and focus on paying that off first. In India, the interest on student loan is pretty high and the rebate in income tax is not that much. But running a startup is not easy. If you have funding, then you might be able to get by till the time the company starts earning money. But when you don't, the money flows out at a shocking rate. After giving the startup two years, our bank balance forced us to take a decision to shut down the business and find jobs before it was too late. I had over 1.5 lakh rupees in credit card debt and just enough money to pay off the minimum amount. Now, this, this credit card debt was not related to my personal expenditures or my personal reckless spending. It was the money that we had to spend in order to keep the startup running. As soon as I got my first salary from the new job, I used all of that to pay off the credit card debt. The interest on these cards is so damn absurd. Since I was living with my parents, I did not have any other liability. I could not afford going out for parties, so I wasn't. I could not afford to buy any new clothes and to be honest the ones that I had were not that bad anyways. That was the turning point in my life. I stopped spending money on stuff that I did not need. This is the problem with a lot of us. Most of us are reckless consumers. We buy stuff not because we have a need. We buy stuff because we think it would make us look cool as everyone else is doing that. Or maybe the companies are getting very good at targeted marketing. We will talk about that in detail some other time. So here is another tip for you. Whenever you find yourself adding things to your cart on an e-commerce website, before you check out, ask yourself, do you absolutely need that stuff? What is the value that it is going to add to your life? If you think you need a new pair of jeans or t-shirt every month to feel confident, there is something else you need to fix. You can reach out to my friend Dimple Sharma, who is a licensed counselor, to help you fix this feel-good-with-clothes mindset. Okay, so back to the journey. I spent another month's salary in paying off whatever amount was left in the credit card debt, plus the interest of course, and became absolutely debt-free. By this time, I've got a lesson in frugality and I had developed a lot of financial discipline as well. I knew I would have money in the bank from next month onwards, given that I was completely debt-free, so I decided to explore options to invest that money. My father told me about SIPs, systematic investment plans. He explained to me how they work, but he also clarified that he cannot tell me which ones to pick to invest. I started researching for good funds to start my SIP with and found some good recommendations from a friend as well 
who was doing his CFA and had been investing money since past seven years. SIPs are a great way to invest your money. But bear in mind when you decide to invest, make sure you do your research and stick to them in long term. Now the money that I was investing in mutual funds through these SIPs depended a lot on how the market was performing. So I wanted something that assured an interest on my investment. That's where the following financial products come into picture. Fixed term deposits, recurring deposits, PPF, and for people who are foolish enough not to contribute money towards EPF, EPF. I know fixed term deposit interests are very low when you invest it with your bank. Plus there is a tax involved on the interest that you get. Same is the case with recurring deposits. But when you invest in these products in the post office, the interests are higher and there is no tax either. I'm sure the interest is not that much if you compare with other financial products that are out there in the market. But this is assured interest on your investment. This is the interest that you will get no matter how the market is performing. So by this time, I had invested money in two buckets. A medium risk investment bucket, which was via mutual funds and SIPs. And a low risk bucket, which was via fixed income products. Thanks to the organization I was working for, there was no option for me to opt out of PF contribution. A certain amount from my salary was deducted towards PF and the company was adding the same amount to contribute towards this PF account that I had. But there are companies out there who instead of adding this money to the PF account, add this money to employee's salary and it's up to the employee if they want to contribute it towards PF or not. I don't know the details if that is legal or how they save their money by doing that. But I know for sure that they are devoiding you of a really good financial product that is going to act as a backing in case you lose your job or plan to start your own venture someday. So make sure you're contributing money towards PF every month and earning interest on that money as well. Another superb financial product that works towards securing your future is PPF. The interest in PPF is about 7.1% at the time of recording this podcast, which is compounded. Let me highlight the figure that will let you start a PPF account if you have not done already. If you invest 1.5 lakh every year for 15 years, which is the limit of PPF, in 15 years, you will be contributing a total of 22.5 lakh. The amount that you will be getting at maturity in 15 years will be 40.68 lakh, which means you will earn an interest of 18.18 lakh rupees. So if you and your spouse are both working and contribute 1.5 lakh every year towards PPF, that would sum up to 81 lakh rupees collectively in 15 years. And in PPF, you can even get an extension after 15 years. Now, I'm not saying that this is the only financial product that will make you money, but for a conservative investor who invests passively and has limited means to invest its money, this is a good way to secure your future. So before I move ahead, let me summarize the tips that I've shared so far. Number one, pay off your debt first. Number two, start saving money in mutual funds and SIPs. Number three, invest money in fixed income products. And number four, start contributing towards EPF and PPF. Now, another thing in the field of finance and investing that seems sexy and easy money is stock market. Majority of people, and that includes me as well, when they buy shares or stocks, whatever you want to call it, cannot be categorized as investing. That is speculation. The money that you put into buying shares of some company, if that ensures your principal plus some interest, then it is investing. But that's not what most of us do. 
most of us just buy some shares or stock because we got a tip from a friend or someone in the news channel i'm sure i'm butchering everything there is to do about investing or speculating in the stock market which tells you that i am not an active investor but hold on but i know how to take advantage of the returns that you can get from the risky stock market as i already mentioned i am not an active investor in the stock market because neither i have the proper knowledge or the time to do that i tend to put my money into companies that are categorized as large cap companies for example reliance tcs unilever etc over the period of time these companies have grown so what i tend to do is i keep aside a certain sum of money to buy a handful of these stocks every month and then i forget about it i put money into them to reap the benefit in the long run now i know it's not guaranteed that these companies will keep on growing forever but the probability of these company going under in next 5 to 10 years is quite low i have friends who follow financial news and uh, know how to read companies financial to buy stocks and that pays them large return in short time as well but my luck with them has been really bad so all i'm trying to convey here is that use stock market as your third bucket of investment a high risk bucket but be very careful about it if you want to do something other than invest money in these large cap companies make sure you follow proper financial discipline and i cannot summarize what proper financial discipline is in this small podcast so i would recommend you read this book intelligent investor that might give you an idea of what financial discipline is it's mainly those people who don't have a financial discipline that end up saying that no one makes money in the stock market man i'm going to get a lot of blowback on the way i have explained investing money in stock market but well this is what i do and what works for me if you don't like my explanation reach out to me and i will give you the platform to explain it better okay the best for the last the major problem that i had faced early on in my career was developing a discipline when it comes to using a credit card a lot of you have been told by your parents or peers to stay away from a credit card now the reason why they say so is because the interest on these cards is really really high but there are ways where you can use them to your advantage it's not something groundbreaking that i discovered but i learned it the hard way usually things go wrong when you spend money using your credit card and you don't have the bank balance to back it up or pay it timely so i developed the discipline of not using the credit card unless i have the money to pay it off also if you miss out on your payment timelines you are charged with a heavy interest fee and a late payment fee as well an easy solution to that is a regular monthly reminder i haven't missed a single payment since 2017 okay so now let's discuss how to use it to your advantage these days a lot of banks are offering credit cards you go to the mall or a park and there are people literally throwing the credit cards at you a lot of them offer first year free for the credit card now what that means is you are not charged any fee on the card for the first year also if you spend a certain amount of money on these cards the credit card fee is waived off for the subsequent year if you don't get this benefit just cancel the credit card after first year of usage and get a card from another bank for a year free now whenever you make a purchase online or offline make sure you use your credit card the money spent through your credit card adds points to your cards that has a monetary value attached to it these points can then be used as a cashback to pay off your credit card payments or a cashback as a gift card for example amazon pay gift vouchers that is the money that you have earned using your credit card for example you buy groceries from big basket now you can pay for that using cash debit card or credit card 
if you pay for them using your debit card, you don't earn any points. You don't earn any money on that. But if you pay for them using your credit card, you earn points which have a monetary value, which you can redeem in the future. Now you spend the same amount on groceries, be it using credit card or debit card. But with credit card, you are getting a cashback given you pay your credit card bills on time. I don't think I can explain it any easier than this. And that brings us to the end of the episode. As I said in the beginning, I am not a financial advisor or an active investor, but I have learned some lessons in financial discipline and managing my personal finance that work for me. All these lessons have helped me to get to a point where I'm not worried about money that much. These things have helped me stay debt free and enjoy my life as well. I'm saying again, the things that I've described in this episode work for me and that is the exact plan that I follow. I'm not saying that this is the only way to manage your personal finances. I am still learning as I move ahead in life. I will keep sharing what I learn. And if you are interested, consider subscribing or getting in touch via Instagram or on my website. Until next time, Vipul Narang signing off. Thank you.